Welcome everybody to the next episode of the E-Professor of Real Estate. This is Justin. This episode is going to be shorter. Hopefully you like it. We're talking about five lessons I learned from my dog while taking a walk. We talk about um, really five quick lessons to deal with distraction or really how to kind of put it mentally in place. And I really do hope you enjoy it. So please, here's the uh, topic and we'll talk to you afterwards. Welcome to the E-Professor of Real Estate Podcast. My name is Justin Lethby and I'm a realtor, trainer, and coach. My sole purpose here is to take my many years in real estate as well as my even many more years as a trainer and get you to your goals and beyond. I'm going to do this by talking about business, growth development, branding, marketing, you know, basically all successful things that entrepreneurs are doing today. And hey, since I'm your tech guy, there's going to be tech thrown in here as well. So let's go. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Justin, and this is E-Professor of Real Estate, and we're back at it again. So today we're going to talk about... um, well, really what we're going to talk about is distractions, but what we're going to do this from is talking this about this from in regards to lessons I've learned throughout the way. And really where I learned this lesson was really from a, a, a very unique place, a very, a very interesting way of learning these lessons. And it only took me a couple of years after learning them to actually realize where the lessons had come from. And today what we're going to do is, uh, really start this off by kind of giving you a little story. Distractions are everywhere, right? Distractions are all around us. They come in in many, many, many forms. Um, They come at us in such different ways. And in real estate specifically, there's a lot of tantalizing approaches that come around, right? We're going to start seeing very soon convention seasons start popping up and you're going to see vendors all over the place offering you new sparkly objects. You're going to see um, Christmas bonuses, deals, sales, whatever start coming out. We're going to start seeing these things. Out and we're going to see these shiny objects, right? Shiny object syndrome, which is kind of what I designate as a squirrel syndrome. I'm going to tell you about that here in a second and why I call it the squirrel syndrome. But you you have all this out here and, and they're just there saying, Use me, use me, use me, right? And it's great. Not that anything out there is going to be bad for you. Not that anything out there is going to uh, not help you. But it could actually hurt you. And I don't mean it's going to hurt you because you went after it and and it didn't work. I more mean it's going to hurt you because you went after it or you have so many of these, you're failing to make a decision. And that's where the conversation for me comes into play today. I had a dog. She passed away a couple of years ago, but I had a dog for 14 years. Her name was Freya. And we would go on walks every day. 
and we'd walk around. But specifically on the weekends, we would take longer walks and we'd walk through parks and we'd walk through woods and stuff like that. And she enjoyed it. She was a black lab, uh, a, a gorgeous black lab. And what we would do is take these walks. And it was always fun for me because even though technically I probably shouldn't have, I would let her be off the leash in certain areas with no people around, things like that. So she could kind of scamper around and have her fun. And one of the things that she loved to do was chase and tree squirrels. She would love to do that. She would run after them, come back, be happy as can be, come back to me, and then she'd go find the next one. Right. It was a lot of fun for her. But one day we're walking out and She's out there and she's she's stalking these squirrels. And when she stalks squirrels, she stalks real slow, right? She takes one step after the other. I mean, she's barely moving. She's a hunting dog. So she's barely moving. She's barely doing these steps. And she's chasing this girl and, and she's getting ready to, to chase, right? She's getting close. But the problem that happened was when she came to that moment, another squirrel came in her periphery. And what happened here was she got frozen. She got stuck because she didn't know which way to go. You could kind of see her slowly moving her head back and forth. And I could just kind of imagine what's going in her head going, okay, which one, which one, which one do I chase? And she was, I would say literally frozen. She was frozen, stuck in that position. It, you know, for me, I felt like 30 minutes that she was sitting in that position. I'm sure it was 30 seconds, but she was in that moment. And she couldn't move. She couldn't pick that de- that decision, right? She didn't know what to do. So what I did is I came out and I walked up to her really slow. Because, again, if I walk up too fast, the squirrels will scamper and she'll lose her fun. So I walk up a little real slow to her and I just slowly reach my leg out. And I kind of nudge her on her back leg, right? I just give her a little, uh, a, I won't say a kick, but just a little a little push. And that just triggered her, right? That just triggered her to move. She picked the first squirrel. Funny enough, she picked the first squirrel she was talking. And she chased it. But what kind of amused me afterwards was the other squirrel was still there. I said, okay, well, you didn't go after me. I'm good. I'm going to still do my thing. She turned around, saw that it was still there. Went after that squirrel, chased that. And then she came back to me. She came back to me and she was happy as could be. And she wanted to move on and do her next thing. And that was, it was fun, right? It was a lot of fun to watch her do that. And I just kind of chuckled for me. It was an amusing thing. And then I was relaying this story to a mentor. And I kind of realized, you know, not only, you know, I go through the same thing. I go through the same thing all the time. We have all these objects that are taunting us and they're multiples at the same time. When I'm doing my training, speaking, coaching for realtors and things like that, you know, I have other things. Okay. Oh, I really want to do this. Oh, I really want to do that. Oh, I really want Well, okay. No, you know, let's do one thing. So it was, it was amazing to me to realize, you know, Everywhere there are lessons to be learned. So really quick, what we're going to do is just kind of talk about five lessons I learned from that small story, the five lessons that I got from there. And we're going to just kind of go from there and discuss those just shortly. This isn't going to be a long one. This is going to be a relatively short one. So the first lesson I got taught by this is to be careful. Don't get stuck chase or looking at too many options, right? 
Don't worry about all the options that are in place that are out there. Don't worry about all these people that are going to be trying to chase after you, especially right now. You're going to get a lot of them. We're going to get a lot of them. The next two to four months, you're going to get pounced by a lot of folks. Um, Don't worry about it. One of my common things is master one thing, move on to the next. And that's how I teach most people, right? If you have something, master it, move on, you know, do those kind of stuff and, and do that. But if you if you want to do it, pick, just be okay to pick one thing. That's the second lesson. Pick the path, right? Don't be afraid. There are many options out there. And I'll be honest with you, probably none of them are wrong. None of them are going to be wrong as long as you consistently go after it. Now, it might not be for you. You may discover in the end it's not your preference. But it's not going to be a wrong. So just pick that path. And I'll give you a quick example for that. One of the things that I've done is I've done a lot of different marketing in real estate. And I probably have gone through the gambit of arsenals, right? I started because everyone told you, you got to make phone calls. So I get on the phone. I'm calling expired cancels. I'm calling everybody I can possibly call. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. And I'm hating every minute. But I'm told to do it. So I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. And it worked. It worked fine. It worked okay. But for me, I was continuously stressed, right? At the end of the day, I was just, I won't say tired because I had a full day. I was tired because my stress levels were so high. When I got on the phone call, I just finally got to relax. And it drove me nuts, right? So then I decide I am going to door knock. I'm going to door knock because I was told door knock. So I start door knocking and that worked great. And that was worked awesome for me. The stress wasn't high because I could knock on doors. People aren't typically as rude to you when they're face to face, whatever it is, that barrier, that lack of barriers, whatever it may be, they're typically not as rude to you. Um, They may be curt. They may not be pleasant, but they're not just rude. And who knows? Who knows if the phone calls, they were rude or not. If it was just my nervousness, who knows? But they're not rude anyways. I knock on the door. So I knock on the door. And the best thing about it was if I did have one that kind of stressed me out, I could just walk, right? I could put door hangers on a couple doors, cool down, de-stress. And then when I'm ready, knock on the next door, right? If I'm hitting 250 homes a day, I got plenty of homes I get to hit. And that worked for me really well. And that got me, that got out there and that was really successful for me. And it worked really, really well for me. And I continue to do that, but then people were starting to teach more about internet marketing strategies. So I jumped on that because I am the big old nerd. I am the tech guy. I understand how that stuff works. I said, okay, yes, that will be fun. Let's try that. And that's where things exploded for me. When I actually went out there, I went after it full force, right? I started putting ads out there. I started putting posts. I started doing all these things and it worked for me very well. Well, and I built my database from 400 to 1600 in about 18 months. And that was awesome. Now, with all that being said, is you can sit there and say, but you didn't pick a path. Well, no, I did pick a path. My first path was uh, making phone calls and I did it. I didn't do anything else at that point in time. I did the phone calls. And then afterwards, I decided to do door knocking and I did. I gave up on the path of that stuff. I learned valuable lessons from it. I took those lessons to the next thing I was going to do and I did door knocking and I did door knocking until I discovered the next thing, right? So I did that. 
you can't be afraid, which is the third lesson to, if necessary, change your path. But here's a caution with that. Don't change too quickly. Don't sit there and give two days of phone calls and say, well, this thing, so I'm not good at it. Boom, move on to the next. You don't know. You haven't built that muscle yet. You haven't built the ability to know if you're actually able to do that or not. So you don't be afraid to change your path, but work it first, right? Do everything you can to prove that's something you want to do and then go after the next. There are always going to be options out there. There are always going to be squirrels to chase. You do not have to worry about that. Give it your full force. Once you have a given it enough time, six, 10 months, and you want to do something else, then fine, chase that squirrel, chase that next squirrel and go after it. Go after it with the same energy you went with the first squirrel and go from there. Um, the next thing in here is the the fourth lesson is have a mentor, have, have a coach, have a peer partner, have somebody in there with you that you are working with that is going to give you that nudge you need. We all need them. We all need that little kick in the leg that sits there and says, okay, it's time, make a decision, right? Go do something. You can't just keep sitting there saying, okay, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You got to do something. So have that have that push from somebody. It could be yourself. It could be a family member. But it's, and family members are fine. But it's going to have to typically be an outside source, someone that sits there and just gives that little nudge. And then once they give that nudge, chase it. Right. Starting a podcast was for me a nudge. Right. I've been saying for two years I needed to do this, and I I was talking to somebody and they said no, you actually should do it this way. And I was, I was kind of disappointed to be honest with you. Um, uh, not from doing the podcast, but an angle they wanted me to do it from, but it's working for me and it's great. And I got the nudge. And the nice thing about it is I now have a direction. I'm chasing it with the same energy. I would chase any other squirrel and I'm really going at it full force. But those mentors are helpful. Those coaches are helpful. Now I know when you start talking coaches and mentors, usually they cost you money. So if you don't have that right now, now I do recommend having coaches. I do recommend having someone out there to that is going to hold you accountable, that has equal buy-in that you do. Because they have techniques, tips, and tricks that will help you grow for yourself. But if you can't afford those or you don't want to do that, that's fine. Find a peer partner and what are typically known as accountability partners. Have them out there and work with them. Now they could be in the same industry you're in, but they don't have to be. And really to be honest with you, it may be better that they're not. It may be better that some of your accountability partners, now I'm not talking like when we talk real say you'll go some through coaching programs, we'll say have accountability practice scripts. Um if you're practicing scripts, it's going to have to be the same industry because most of those people aren't going to understand some of the things that you're doing. But if you have a really good accountability partner like you got from a networking group or something from that, they're going to push you because they want the same success of them for you and vice versa, right? If you have that true accountability partner, they're going to work with you. And if they're not in your industry, they're going to give you less forgiveness for the pains you feel because we feel the same pains, right? I don't want to make those phone calls today. Uh, yesterday was brutal. Yeah. And right. 
oh, this one person was rude to me, or I just lost this listing, or this person just lied to me. Yeah, and, right? What I find if you work with people inside the same industry is they typically have um, a soft heart for similar pain, so they'll give you a pass. I recommend going to networking groups, finding a peer partner from there, because they will have sympathetic hearts. We all need to have a sympathetic heart, but they're not going to have those same pain thresholds. So they're not going to feel the same empathy when you need to get that right kick to get moving. So use the same industry if you have to. I have really no problem with that, but I would encourage going outside and looking for a peer partner outside that way. I think a lot of times you get some better growth that way from that. And the last and all the last lesson, the fifth lesson here is have fun. When Freya, when Freya was chasing those squirrels, that's all she was doing was having fun. She could have cared less. Now, again, this is she could have cared less if she actually caught them. Actually, she never wanted to catch them. Her goal always was to tree them. She wanted to tree those squirrels. That's all she wanted to do. It was just so much fun for her. Um, and she had fun doing it. And what was awesome about that is she would chase one squirrel. She would chase the next squirrel. And she would come back to me. And then she would look for the next set of fun. And that's what we need to do for our work, right? This needs to be fun. We are in an independent business. We need to enjoy what we're doing. If you're not enjoying it, it's going to be a struggle. So find the avenue of business, the shiny objects that you are going to chase that are fun for you. Again, for me, it was internet marketing. Internet marketing worked real well for me. and It was a lot of fun. It was always an interesting challenge. I could find new ways of doing things. So find that fun. With this, this was a shorter lesson, I'm hoping, a, lower, a shorter talk, but I hope that really helps you. I hope that really gives you something to think about. Go take some action. Go do something. Go chase that first squirrel, and we will see you on the next episode. Talk to you then. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the E-Professor of Real Estate podcast. And you guys, if you could do me a favor, it would be awesome. Like, subscribe on all the platforms that you listen to this. And this has grown these days. So Facebook, YouTube, um, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is, like, subscribe. And then please share it out with your friends, your colleagues that you think will gain value from this. That's going to help me grow, give more opportunities to get this done, and and help more people uh, grow their business. And that's really kind of the goal here. So please like, subscribe, like, and share on all the popular platforms. And I will see you on the next episode.